Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went out and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. It's so good to have so many people at Mass. I just was sitting here looking out again, being like, man, it is, this is a tough job for our ushers, fitting people in. I love it. It's a good problem. Great. Thanks be to God. All right. So, um, all right. So here we are, ordinary time, 15th Sunday, ordinary time. Just as a reminder, ordinary time does not mean just like boring time. It means just the ordinary growth of the Christian life. So the, the mysteries that the church unfolds to us in these Sunday liturgies are really intended to help us kind of soak in what is the, um, yeah, the, the ordinary means of Christian living, right? And so this particular Sunday, the church is inviting us to contemplate the uh, missionary aspect of our faith, that we are looking at Jesus's commission of the apostles, sending them out two by two. Um, in other words, the church is saying on this Sunday, to be a Christian is to be on mission, there, there's no such thing as being a Christian who doesn't do missionary work. Yes, there are, I think there are Christians among us, maybe even who like, don't think in those categories. That's what I want to change this morning. But to be a Christian, by definition, is to be a person who sees your life as one on mission. Um, that's at the heart of it. It's absolutely at the heart of it. So here's the problem, though. Like We Catholics, we're not really known for being like, mission-minded or missionary-minded, like Right? I think when we think about that phrase, missionary discipleship or mission, right? I think we think more of um, like, our, like our Mormon brothers and sisters or Jehovah's Witnesses, right? I don't know if we have them in Wadsworth. They don't knock on the door of the rectory. Like, so I don't, I don't know. But uh, if they are, send them my way. Like, I would love to talk to them. In fact, like, it was a goal of my life years ago. Like, I couldn't wait to finally talk to Mormon missionaries or Jehovah's Witness missionaries. Like, it was like, it was one of the bucket list items of my life, you know? I'm a seminarian, I'm like studying to be a priest, still haven't met any Mormons. I become a priest, I'm like, I can't wait to meet some Mormons, because I'm going to debate them, and I'm going to destroy them, and I'm going to just make them think like, like, yeah, we are heretics, I'm so sorry, right? Like, 
I just, I couldn't wait to finally meet some missionaries. And then, okay, so this is a true story. This was like, I don't know, a few years ago. I was over at some friend's house. And um, I see these two people walking down the sidewalk. And just the thought occurs to me. I'm a priest at this point. The thought occurs to me. I wonder if, no, I, they can't be. There's no way. It, God can't be that good to me. And they're walking up the sidewalk. And then they walk up the driveway. I'm like, I think these are Mormons. And they introduce themselves. We're like, hi, uh, we're missionaries. We're, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm like, oh, baby, here we go, right? <laughs> like, 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 just like my mouth was watering. I was like, I'm going to destroy you. And I, I'm going to love everything about this. You're getting a little insight in my heart right now. Okay, so, so here I was like, I was ready. Like, I knew what I wanted to say. And like, they start sharing. And this is the strangest thing that happened. Like, instead of dismantling their arguments bit by bit and making them look like fools, um, the only thing that bubbled up in my heart was immense love and kindness. I was so annoyed, okay? (laughs) I just, the whole time I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, bless them, love them, affirm them. At one point I got emotional, like misty-eyed talking to them, like this is not how this was supposed to go. I was supposed to destroy them. Like, at one point I was saying to them, I'm like, 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 you guys, this is so impressive. Like, the fact that you're doing this, this is so impressive. Like, nobody does this. It, it, it takes such courage to do what you're doing, to just, like, walk around and tell people about Jesus, to have conversations with people. Like, this is so amazing. And I just, like, can I pray with you? Can I pray over you? And they're like, yeah, this is great. And they left, and it was like, like, what the heck? Like, that's... That's not how I wanted that to go down. And the Lord was just like, you're, Patrick, you're so dumb. So that's how I felt. That's what I felt, you know. So that was my, uh, that was my experience with, uh, with Mormon missionaries. I've not met any sense. I've not met any sense. So if you see them, send them, you know, rectory over here. All right, so. So we have these, yeah, so the, I don't think, like we might not have the same sort of tradition as the Mormons or maybe Jehovah's Witnesses when it comes to like door-to-door street evangelization, those sorts of things, right? Um, But missionary activity is at the very heart and at the ground level of the Christian uh, thing, right? Think of like St. Paul. Think of like the apostles going out from Jerusalem. Like to be a Christian from the very beginning was to be on mission, right? And the gospel that we just heard um, has reverberated throughout the centuries in the church with incredible missionary activity. Think of, like I said, Thomas the apostle who went to India. Think of like St. Paul, think of you know, St. Boniface, think of Cosmos and Damien, think of Cyril Methodius. Um, amazing, amazing saints. Francis Xavier, think of the North American martyrs, the amazing Jesuit missionaries um, who preached the gospel, right? These are, these are our heroes in the faith who live this missionary impulse, this missionary impulse, this conviction that, that life with Christ is better, right? That's why we have missionaries, because people need to know Jesus, and we have this conviction that life with Christ is better. Like, and in the church today, I, I, I hear this like, resurgence of this idea of missionary activity. Um, it's kind of like one of those things that's in the air, right, in, the, in Catholic writing and Catholic preaching today. Um, I mean, from the beginning of Francis's pontificate, he was harping on this. He said, I want a church of missionary disciples, that goes out to the peripheries was his, was his, uh, was his image. The church is a field hospital um, for the sick and the wounded, and we have to go out and find them, right? 
Or even like our last two bishops, Bishop Perez, when he was still with us, that was like the... I mean, you've heard one homily of Bishop Perez, you heard them all. They were all the same thing. Missionary discipleship, missionary discipleship, right? Bishop Molesic, same thing. It's this vision of we want a church to be on mission, a church that is not just stagnant or existing for itself, because if that's what we're doing, we're going to die out, right? We have to be a church that exists for the sake of others, a church that exists on mission. It's a huge part of my heart as a priest. I know it's a huge part of Father Joe's heart, because we talk about it. We talk about the vision you know, that he has for this parish, this vision of this place being a beating heart that's on fire, that's extending out to everybody in this community. That this church does not exist simply for the people who are registered or who put money in the basket, right? The church here in Sacred Heart does not simply exist for us who come here on Sunday mornings. It exists for every single soul who's within our parish boundaries. I don't know if you know that, according to canon law, Father Joe is responsible, this is him, not me, I'm just a little parochial vicar, but the pastor is responsible for every soul in his parish territory, which means everybody in Wadsworth. This parish exists for every soul in Wadsworth. And beyond that, like that's what this parish exists for, right? Like we are not simply meant to be consumers of the gospel, you know, a consumeristic mentality that we come here just to receive something. We are like... This is the vision that we come here, okay, like, this is where the fire blazes from this altar. Those of you who have been to the Easter Vigil, raise your hand if you've been to the Easter Vigil liturgy before. If you're not raising your hand, we'll see you this coming Easter Vigil, so thank you. Um, the Easter Vigil starts with a huge bonfire. It starts outside of the church. We bless the bonfire, and then that bonfire gets lit and blesses this candle, the Paschal candle, and then from that candle, the flame gets passed to everybody else's taper candle in the church. Like, the bonfire that is meant to ignite the world is here on this altar, right? And our mission is not to be people who just come here once a week to go, whew, yeah, it was really cold out there. Yeah, okay, all right, I'll come back next week. No, we come here to be ignited on fire, then to go out into the world to spread that fire to everyone that we happen to meet. That's the point. That's the point. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a disciple, right? If I could put it this way, that Christianity, the faith, is not a private hobby, it is not your private hobby that you just get to do on Sunday mornings. To live the Christian life is to be on mission. So what does that mean? What are we being called to do? And how am I supposed to do this? That's what I want to look at. So how, what, is it, what am I talking about? What does that mean? Like I said, it's extending the presence of Christ out into the world. And you do that first by receiving him deeply here. Like this is not a checkbox. Being here on Sunday mornings. This is the place of immense healing. This is the place of immense encounter. The Mass is meant to be the, the pinnacle moment of romance par excellence between you and the bridegroom. This is when you're supposed to come here with your heart opened up in vulnerability to receive the intimacy and the love and the mercy of Jesus. You cannot give what you haven't, re what you haven't first received. And I think there's a lot of us who have not received the gospel of like, oh my gosh, God loves me. He sees me. Yeah, he wants entry into your heart. That's what we come here every week to do, to receive that. So you can't give what you've not received. So we first have to receive deeply so that from this place of deep receptivity, we then go out into the world to be the kinds of people who kind of can create little pockets of Eden for people, little oases, if you will. 
like an oasis in the desert, right? This amazing place of rest and comfort and nourishment and like water. And like we're meant to be an oasis of love in the desert of this fallen world. Like the way that you live, the way that you love, the way that you welcome neighbors, the way that you welcome people into your lives, you're meant to be the kind of person around whom other people can find their hearts relaxing and recharging and being vulnerable. Just, just as a, like a sort of examination question, are you, the, are you the kind of person around whom other people, their hearts relax? Not saying everybody, but are you an oasis for anybody in the world? We're meant to be. We're meant to be. Because like, what are we receiving? We're receiving him who is heaven on earth. We have to let that transform us. So how are, how are we supposed to actually do this concretely? Because I think so often this thought of going out to evangelize, to be on mission, we feel so unprepared. Like, I haven't read enough books. I haven't, I haven't studied enough. I've not watched enough YouTube videos. I haven't listened to enough homilies. I'm just not prepared to do this, right? Because what if they ask me something that I don't know the answer to? Who cares? <laughs> Honest to God, who cares? If you waited until you were perfectly equipped to be an evangelist, to be on mission, you will never go. Don't wait to be perfectly equipped. In fact, like, when you look at how Jesus sends out his apostles, it's like he sends them out deliberately unequipped. He says, don't pack anything extra, don't bring money, don't bring an extra sack. Yeah, you can have a walking stick, fine, you can bring shoes, right? He sends them out poor and needy and defenseless. He sends them out utterly dependent on the providential love of God. That's how he sends them out. So if you were to leave here and feel like, I feel poor, I feel defenseless, I don't feel equipped, perfect. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. You are perfectly positioned to be utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. You know how much power is in the prayer, come Holy Spirit? Like, if you get nothing else out of this homily this weekend, if you can just start committing to praying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, unbelievable things will happen. He only comes when we invite him. So Jesus, he's not setting them up for failure. He's setting, the, setting them up for childlike dependence on his Father. All right, so I want to get concrete with you before I land the plane here. I don't usually get very practical, um, but I want to get practical. This, uh, this morning with this homily. Concretely, I want to challenge you this week um, and in the subsequent weeks when it comes to this missionary mindset, this missionary activity being sent forth from here. I don't necessarily want you to think, okay, Father Pat's asking us to start knocking on doors two by two. That's not necessarily what I'm asking. If you feel the Lord inspiring you to start doing that, great. If you want to get creative with that, awesome. If you want to bake some cookies, drop them off at people's houses, say, hey, like, I know you don't know me, but I go to Sacred Heart and like, I just wanted to connect with you and say, like, is there anything I can pray for you about? If you want to do that, awesome. That's, that's fantastic. But what I'm concretely asking you to do, what I'm asking you to consider, is who is the Lord already, ha- who does he already have me walking with right now? Like, who does the Lord already have placed in my life that doesn't yet know Jesus? Like every single one of us has somebody in our sphere who we are already walking with who does not yet know the one who gives meaning and power and beauty and purpose to your life. 
Every single one of us, every single one of us, like the Lord has providentially placed into people's lives. We're sharing life with other people, walking with them, already in relationship with them. It's like the Lord is looking for the, like, the lost sheep always. And he's saying, okay, through you, I'm going to go after that lost sheep. And through you, I'm going to go after that lost sheep. Like he's put lost sheep in all of our lives. He's asking us to go after the one. Notice Jesus didn't tell the apostles, okay, I'm sending you to these towns, and I want you to convert the entire town. That was not the goal. It was, I'm going to send you to these towns, and I just want you to stay in one house. Be with one family. Share life with this one group of people. And just stay there. No pressure, just be with them. Talk with them. Have meals with them. Share life with them. Like Jesus, just like he did for the apostles, is telling us, just go after the one. Just the one. No pressure. We're not asking you to convert like Norton. Just go after the one. Find the one. The Lord's already put the one in your life. Okay. And then what am I asking you to do when you're with them? I want you to do what the apostles did, which is to preach repentance to them. Stay with me. I know some of you were just like, what? (laughs) This is what I mean. And it's not what you're probably thinking. I'm not asking you to start telling them, okay, listen, you're an awful person, and if you want to be a better person like me, you better start, you know, coming to church. Huh? (laughs) People love those kind of Christians, right? (laughs) This is what I mean. This is how I think the apostles preach repentance. I want you to share the story of your repentance. I want you to share the story of your repentance. I want you to share the story of how Christ entered into your life and changed it. Like, when I sit and I pray with this image of these apostles, two by two, going to these towns, entering into the homes of these people, I picture them having lovely, lively conversation, laughing, joking, talking, and then eventually in the conversation, it it takes that step down into a more vulnerable place, and I just picture the apostles sharing with these people, can I tell you the difference that Jesus has made in my life? I just want to share with you the difference that Jesus has made in my life, how he changed my life. I'm not telling you, like, this is what you got to do to change to be a better person. I just want to share with you my repentance, the story of how the Lord has changed my life. That's what I want to challenge you to do. (laughs) That's it. That's absolutely it. That's how I want you to be missionary disciples. And here, I want to get one more step concrete with you. I want you to start in your families. And I know that might sound odd, but like moms and dads, especially, especially dads, like if you've never shared the story with your kids of like when Jesus changed your life, you need to do that. And like today, if you've never shared the story with your children of when Jesus changed your life, you have to do that. today like that's where it has to start so we're asking Lord we're asking you to show us like who it is you've already put in our lives like who am I already walking with who are you trying to reach through me give me the courage that's the virtue give me the courage to share my story with them give me the courage to love them enough to tell them about you
Because that's it. Because we're convicted that life with Christ is better. You don't need to be professional theologians. You don't need to have read every Scott Hahn book or listen to every Bishop Barron homily. You just got to do it. And if you wait till you're perfect, you'll never do it. So I want to, I can't wait to hear the concrete stories from you of how this worked. I can't wait to meet the people who will be sitting in here because you've reached out to them. I can't wait to have a conversation with Father Joe and the parish staff where we have to consider, do we need to add another mass time? Because we have too many people coming. I can't wait to have a conversation with the parish council when we talk about, yeah, maybe we need to think about like adding more confessional times because the number of people, it's just overwhelming. Because our people are being missionary disciples. I can't wait to talk to Deacon Rich about, yeah, maybe we need to think about having two separate Becoming Catholic sessions because we have so many people who've signed up and want to become Catholic at our parish. Because our parishioners are so on fire and they are going out into the community and inviting people to know Jesus. I'm telling you, we're not having those conversations yet, but I can't wait to. Let's be committed to it. Amen.